This is the Gabe and Walt Show soundtrack. This is the soundtrack for the Gabe and Walt Show. There you go. I mean, that's all that there needs to be. Yeah. And welcome. Welcome, everybody, to the Gabe and Walt Show. My name is Gabe. I almost said Walt. I am joined by my other, more senior half. Uh, there you go. The, the fully white-bearded Walt. Although you guys can't fully, see. Uh, fully white-bearded. I still have uh, a little, know, little bit. A little, bit, little bit. A little bit. So you guys can't see this, but Walt does have... Okay, okay, not fully white bearded, no. but look, 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 it's, it's pretty white at the very bottom, like a half face. Yeah, I, I would half say that. White. Like, I got this weird line at the top, which is which is black and stuff, and then everything below it is white. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Anyway, this is your weekly podcast. Um, we're going to be talking sports. We're going to be talking uh, basketball, baseball. Maybe even get to some football, some hockey, everything that we can get to. But before we do, want to thank you guys for joining us and want to ask you guys to take the time to please like, rate, share, and subscribe. Hit that share button right now. Send this over to a friend that you want to partake in this discussion that we are about to begin. Um, but most importantly, thank you guys for joining us. There so, um, so well, I know that I know that we, we before we started recording, we were talking about like everything, how we're going to format the topics. But there is something a little bit important that we want to talk about, or at least touch on before we get into sports. It's important yeah. that you that we all recognize that while you know sports sports are a pastime that's supposed to you know be a little bit of an escape from the daily, you know, I guess the daily going ons and stuff, and um. And it, you know, day-to-day life, work life, home life, all that stuff. We all love sports because it's a little bit of an es- escape. It gives us a little bit of excitement, and it's a little bit of a mental break from everything. But there's some stuff going on in the world that we can't just break away from. Yeah, um, it's something true. that affects the entire world, and uh, and I'm sure that you guys know what we're talking about. But uh, um, but Walt, why don't you why don't you take it away? Well, four days ago. Um Russia did invade the sovereign country of the Ukraine, and um, you know its its impacts have been felt worldwide. Worldwide, and you know at the current state right now, their troops are continuing to drive toward the capital city of Kiev, despite massive resistance by the truly brave people of the Ukraine. I mean, th- those they have really, you know, shown how how brave and resourceful they are. You know, trying to trying to drive the invaders out um because of that there's been an outcry worldwide you know against the actions of Vladimir putin against the actions of the russian government and you know the pressure on on russia is really mounting you know we've heard recently there's been tough economic sanctions that are being placed and imposed against them but you know like you said the ramifications are not just there um, and since this is a sports podcast, it does impact sports also, you know, and right. I just wanted to touch a little bit about that. Um, one of the biggest, you know, most high profile Russians in the sport world today is Alex Ovechkin from 
the NHL's Washington Capitals, right? Hmm. And, you know, he, his family is still in Russia, you know, and he has been kind of a supporter of Vladimir Putin. And there's been an outcry from the fans and from, you know, um, just everybody in general for him to address it, which he did just the other day. Um, but he kind of fell short of criticizing Vladimir Putin, you know. Hmm. Um, Interesting. You know, he, I didn't know. I didn't know this, this 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 happened exactly. Yeah, this happened in a in a press session on Friday. He was a. Uh, this is reporting from the Washington Post, and you know his actual quote is: "It doesn't matter who's in the war, whether it's Russia, Ukraine, different countries. I think we live in a world. We have to live in peace and a great world." Um, and when he was asked about Putin. He acknowledged them as saying he's my president, but he did add that I'm not in politics. I'm an athlete. And, you know, I've said I hope everything is going to be done soon. You know, it's a hard situation for both sides. And, you know, he's not in control. So, you know, while he's kind of denouncing the war, he hasn't come out straight and kind of criticized Vladimir Putin for, for really. Oh, absolutely. This war. There's no question um, about it. You know, I, I think everybody acknowledges that. Right. Absolutely. No question. So, um, so you have that. Uh, you also have the way, the way, different ways in in terms of in the states. Um, we have two NBA players that are Ukrainians, and ironically enough, they're both on the Sacramento Kings. They released a joint statement saying that you know a great tragedy befell our dear homeland, the Ukrainians. They condemned the war, you know, um, and so that's in the states, but worldwide. Uh, in terms of football, soccer, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have the UEAF Championship League final, which was supposed to take place in Russia. That's been relocated to France. Um, F1 states that they're not going to race in uh, Russia either. They're going to cancel. Yeah. They canceled this year's race. Exactly. Poland and Sweden announced that they're refusing to play Russia in next month's final playoff qualifiers for the 2022 world cup the um, world the world judo organization officially really? suspended they officially suspended putin who serves as an honorary president uh and ceo i think of the uh world judo federation because of his wow. accolades in judo they've suspended him uh from the organization well manchester united um is ending their deal with aeroflot the the official airline of Russia, mm-hmm. um, their largest Russian thing, um, and for the football club Chelsea, and this is a very very interesting situation that's going on here because the that team that happens to play in the English Premier League mm-hmm. is owned by a Russian. Um, it's his the owner is Ro- Roman Obramovich, and. You know they're the champions in that league, right? Uh, and the British, the British, the British um, government actually suggested to Parliament that they should seize his assets and ban him from owning the club. Two days later, he de- he decided that he was going to step down and he was going to give the running of the football club to the trustees of his charitable foundation. Take um, away the so, chance to ban him. Yeah, I mean he's still the owner, but. You know, that's taken away. And then finally, um, the International Olympic Committee, they come, they categorically condemned them. 
uh, and they are now pushing for all international sports federations to either relocate or cancel any sporting events that are planned not only in Russia, but also in Belarus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is huge in the sports world, but it's also the very, very, very right thing to do. You know? Um, Oh, absolutely. You can't, you know, you can't be complicit. Um, And I mean, I understand some of the athletes, they can be put in tough positions where they don't want to show what side they're on or they don't want to get involved in politics, you know? And I think that that's, that's fair. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think that it's fair. Um, I think, people have a right to keep their political views to themselves. Uh, we all know that there's certain people that should not have a microphone at all in the first place. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's okay to want to have, want to not let your athletic career be impacted by your own political views. I totally you know, agree with that. But that being said, the organizations that we support, the organizations that we pay money to should not be complicit in, in, right. in, in something, the atrocity that's happening, because mm-hmm. really this is a, a, a huge operation on a grand scale from every aspect, from the cyber warfare aspect, from, you know, uh, in, in international tu- treaties aspect, uh, from false flag operations and propaganda. And this, you know, it's just so bad on every level yeah. that I honestly don't know what Putin is thinking. I don't know what he's going to gain from this. I, I, I don't know either. And you know what? The, the, the thing about it is that this is such a major event and, and we can't kind of just push it aside because this has this has implications that it can actually cause a greater conflict. I mean, you already heard of reports where Belarus is actually considering bringing in troops to help out Russia yeah. within the Ukraine. And one thing that I did forget to mention and probably the most high profile of all of the things that we talked about. We've got to talk about the the Klitschko brothers, right? Because oh, man. I believe yeah, I believe one of them is actually the mayor of Kiev. So Vitali, I believe it's Vitali. Uh, mm-hmm. Vitali is the uh, mayor of Kiev, um, and Alexander is, uh, you know, I, I I don't know how he's involved, but yeah, the both of them like from day one they took to the streets, armed and ready to fight, and they they've been fighting. Yeah, and um, you know that's that's you know from the sports world that's kind of a big deal you know the klitschko brothers have been household names all over the world and now defending their homeland yeah uh but um but yeah i mean this is it's it's crazy how grand of a scale this conflict is and it has a potential of getting and becoming even grander but i hope not i really i I, I really hope not i i don't think that it will uh i think that uh russia is is going to be hurting in every which way imaginable, you know, regardless well, of the outcome. You have and heard that um, th- these economic sanctions that they've, they've placed on them is starting to take effect because I believe their stock market stock market closed today because they were afraid it was going to crash. Um, and they've already raised the interest rates to above 20% just to kind of make sure that, you know, nothing happens. There's been run on, on the banks in that for foreign exchange, you know, items. Yeah. Um, but prior to all of this, apparently Putin, he amassed a $6 billion war chest to try and, you know, mitigate some of this. Yeah, stuff. for but sure. You know but what? the thing is that like the, the, the people the, that's going to run that, out, that's going to run out. The people of Russia aren't really on his side, despite like his autocratic. That's amazing. 
that's amazing because you don't normally see people out and actively opposing Putin in the streets in Russia. Very you know? true. And then, and then the other thing too is that again, end game wise, what is he going to do? He's going to take if he takes over Ukraine. Eventually, it's going to fall back to the Ukrainian people, and he's going to have to deal with all these sanctions. Or mm-hmm. he doesn't take over Ukraine, and this entire exercise was for nothing. Anyway, yeah, you know the the true like the the end result of all this stuff is that obviously the entire world is reacting uh, coherently and coherently and in in the right direction and very especially the sports world. So it's quite, it's good to see that, that that the entire world of sports is unified in not just their condemnation, but in um, in 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 kind of enacting consequences for this kind of thing going Absolutely. on. So, Absolutely. Um, so we, we hope the best for, for all the Ukrainian people and we hope that you know they come out and you know all this madness really stops. So true. Anyway. anyway. Now, back to the actual world of sports where we're in right now with the news and everything that's coming out and breaking news that happened today. If you guys are listening to this, by the time you listen to this, this would have already made headlines everywhere. But Derek Jeter abruptly and out of nowhere with no warning whatsoever Mm -hmm. is stepping down as CEO of the uh, uh, the Miami um, I almost said the Miami Dolphins, uh, <laughs> the, the Miami the, the Miami Marlins, and not only just stepping down as CEO, he's also he's stepping down as CEO, but also giving up his shares. Yeah, he's getting and rid of everything. He's getting rid of everything. And here's the thing that makes it so kind of like striking. Typically, um, you know, whenever somebody's stepping down, it's like, oh, like effective, you know, usually eight weeks time, you mm-hmm. know, give time for the organization to kind of catch up, time for the organization to decide on an interim CEO or to look for someone else and so on and so forth. But uh, but yeah, just effective immediately. The moment that the news dropped today, which I think was something around 11 o'clock, at that moment is when everyone found out that he is no longer in any way, shape or form involved with the Miami marlins now what do you think of that obviously there's something going on because even in his statement um i believe he said that uh they are here's his official statement um through hard work trust and accountability we transport we transform every aspect of franchise reshaping the workforce and developing a long-term strategic plan for success now here's the thing that's interesting he goes on and says that said the vision for the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. Mm. That is a very, very interesting statement. And apparently there is what I guess we would call irreconcilable differences between the two, between management and himself. Mm -hmm. Um, He has been acting as, as president of baseball operations you can make the case he hasn't done a very good job because um, you look at the Marlins and record-wise, they are the fourth worst team since he started with that organization back in, I, I believe, in 2018. 2017, I believe. 2018. I 2018, officially, yeah. So they've well, been categorically bad, but still, you know, you look but at they were categorically bad season. then already. Like, my question oh, yeah, is, yeah. my question is, are they, like you said, are they better now than they were before? And I, I think that is true. Um, well, 
they've lost almost 100 games every single season. I mean, the only season that they didn't was the season where baseball was cut short. But you look, yeah. you look at his record, it's 63 and 98, 57 and 105, 67 and 95. They haven't looked like they're moving in the right direction anyway. Um, but I'm like curious said, to know what the stats were the four years prior to him joining. That's a good question. I because the Mar- again, they, you know, everything is relative. You know, just because they're a bad team now doesn't mean that they didn't get better from the point on that he went in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, you know, regardless, I think that it's huge. I think that this is a big, big deal because either Derek Jeter is just terrible in the front office stuff. I cannot mm-hmm. see your phone. Okay. Walter but showing I- me some stats on the, the screen, which you guys can't see, but. I uh, cannot see anything that's on that screen. Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, the record has pretty much stayed the same. I will say this. Uh, prior to his coming, they were about 50%. You know, um, His first two years, uh, they went at a clip of 39 and 35%. So they took a serious step back the first two years he was there. Um, okay. But like you said, the Marlins have been bad for quite a while. They've been under 500 pretty much since 2009, which was the last time they were yeah. over 500. Yeah, I don't so. know. I don't know how much of that I can put on Jeter. You know, sometimes you go in there and you think that you can make something better, and sometimes you just can't. You know, maybe maybe yeah. you just can't make the organization better, and that's it's it's it, it is what it is. You know. You, you can wonder, go in there and try. I just don't know. I don't know what that would mean for Jeter. I don't know where he would go after this. I don't know. He doesn't really have to do anything, to be honest. He doesn't I mean, have he to is, do anything. He's Derek freaking Jeter. He he could do whatever he wants, you know? I guess. Uh, I mean, he's clearly, not, clearly he wants to be involved in baseball. So you know what? Be a silent owner. Go go spend your money and just enjoy enjoy your retirement. And kind of be like a Michael Jordan. Just yeah, buy a team exactly. somewhere. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, we're looking at him and and judging him based on his managerial style or, or, you know, ownership style and whatnot, because everybody's going to recognize him as Derek Jeter, New York Yankee shortstop. Yeah, for sure. So his legacy is already cemented. This, to me, has always felt like it's kind of like, okay, what do I do after baseball? Oh, you know what? Let me go. Let me go. Uh, be a part of a team. You but know? you know what, though? Like, there's another aspect of this, too, is, like, the reasoning behind it. It doesn't sound like it was an amicable thing because, again, not only was oh, yeah. it abrupt, but it's not only are you giving up being CEO, we're taking away either he's giving away, giving back his shares uh, willingly, or they took it away from him. Regardless, that's kind of a big thing. Like, there's not really any reason for you to give up shares in a, in a company you know, value, stock, and all that. I wonder um, if he was frustrated because he had a vision and he had a thing that he wanted to do. And, and maybe he kind of realized, you know what? Management isn't willing to meet me meet me there. You know what I mean? So I, I wonder guess, if that maybe, has to do maybe, something. Maybe. Well, we'll probably find out more in, in the next coming days and stuff, but... That that was that was an interesting thing to see pop up on sports. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, especially to start uh, this, especially to start the week. Exactly. So, very interesting news out of out of Miami over there. 
So now the other thing about like, you know, with baseball, obviously we're still in lockdown. Today is supposed to be the official deadline. Today is the deadline to make it to meet the agreement. Uh, one which none of us understands why there isn't an agreement yet. Um, you know, interesting point that I kind of wanted to make. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was listening to uh, uh, Tiki and Tierney today and, um, you know, they just made kind of like a funny comment. They were okay. like. They were like, could you imagine? Well, not imagine because this is the actual situation. But two years ago or even a year ago, if I told you, if I told you that like, all right, because of the shutdown, because of the pandemic, we're going to have first, we're going to have no baseball. Then we're going to have limited baseball, a shortened season. The NBA is going to be in a bubble. We're going to deal with all this stuff with the NFL. Um, You're not even really going to be able to get to games. But eventually that's going to come to an end. And that's coming to an end now, right? Like over here in New York. The uh, vaccine and mask mandate is about to be lifted on the 7th of March. Mm-hmm. And just when you think that, like, okay, life is going to get back to normal, still no baseball because there's a lockout instead. It's kind of crazy. Uh, it's not kind of crazy. It is crazy. I mean, you know, they're, they're talking about today. This is their deadline for make, making the start of the season. And from all the reports that we hear so far, um, that's not happening because yeah. you know these guys are. It's not they're not close. They're they're not even. They're nowhere. Yeah, they're not. They're, we're talking about a, a canyon, a valley between you know the two sides and stuff. Um, I I just don't get where the owners and I have to put it on the owners because the owners did lock out the players. The yeah. players weren't looking. You know, they were just looking to kind of negotiate in good faith. And it was the owners that said, okay, well, we're locking the door. You can't come in. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what they're what they're they're hoping the game because I think what the, what this does, if anything, it hurts the sport because you know, um it's it's millionaires versus billionaires right now at this point. And you know, the average fan is just like, you know, you can't relate. Guys, you're making a ton of money already. How greedy can you be? You know, you're making the fans hate you even more. I mean, like, you know, like nobody ever has a lot, like a lot of love for baseball team owners. I can't think of an owner that doesn't get booed <laughs> by the fan base at some point. You know, the only That's one that I can true. think of is maybe George Steinbrenner, but only because of his style. You know, I think he was hated by a lot of people, but he was also respected because of his style and the things that he did and being so bombastic and everything. And unfortunately, Hal is not George Steinbrenner. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I don't think there's any fan that's on the owner's side. And, well, you know, this uh, is not helping you get anything. But then again, at the end of the day, they could care less about the, the fans. Truly, that is true. truly, because if they did, that they wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Okay, if they cared about the fans. It's an interesting point because baseball really is the only only sport that I can think of outside of hockey. And unfortunately, hockey is kind of like, you know, the the ugly stepsister in, in sports right now, you know. But um, can you name any other sports owners, baseball owners outside of the New York Yankees and well, New York no, Mets? Of course you not. Know? But you can do that in basketball. You can definitely do it in football. Yeah, yeah. They're they're more accessible. And and I guess they're there's more, more yeah they're, they're a little bit more involved in the uh in 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 the um in that stuff and I mean that's why everybody knew who George Steinbrenner was because George Steinbrenner was involved in the day to day operations it wasn't just money for him 
Well, you know? he was bomb. He was a bombastic owner. He he loved the attention. Yeah, you know? I mean, he bought the Yankees for next to nothing. He bought them for ten million dollars. Yep. When they were terrible, and he mm-hmm. decided, like, I don't care what it takes. I love baseball. I love the Yankees. I want to make this team good again, which is kind of what, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's the name? Mara's doing with uh, the Mets. They're basically like, well, mm-hmm. the Mets suck. I got the money to make them good again. They're still going to suck. I know. But um, hopefully. It's funny, though, because it, it's funny because, you know, there there's a sense in, in, in terms of the fans that baseball owners in general, really don't care whether they win or lose. They're all about the money. Yeah, except they, don't for the, they don't really care. Except for, yeah. And, and that's a bad thing, you know, because you want to be involved in a team and you want to have an owner that we're lucky that as Yankee fans, we've always had an owner that clearly wanted to win. Now, some of his choices weren't the best, especially in the 80s, right? Yeah, but they were but, all they were all based and rooted in being a fan. Right. He's just a fan it was well-intentioned. I cannot well say intentioned. the same thing for the Orioles and some of these other teams that have that have little next to nothing compared to other teams in in team spending because again, for them they're like, well, I'll I'll, I'll spend I'll spend what I need to spend in order to make a positive buck. Right, exactly. They don't care about the winning or the losing as long as people are still coming to buy tickets and still spending $30 on a beer, okay, Mm -hmm. 25 bucks on one chicken tender, which is ridiculous, looking at you, uh, you know, Yankee Stadium. (laughs) $10 for a napkin. It's ridiculous to me, you know, that they really only care about the bottom dollar because you can care about the – if you care about your fans – the fans will give you all the money you want anyway. You know, keep the very, customer very happy strong. and the customer will keep coming to you, you know. But you keep doing stuff like uh, making the game boring and, and, and locking us out and all that stuff. You make fans not even want to watch the game. They'll read it in the newspaper. They'll hear it on the radio and stuff. You're going to lose out all the money from from the ticket sales, from the concession stands, from the merchandising, from from TV buy ads because people are not tuning in. Your ratings are so low. The owners, if they cared about the fans, they would be making more money. And that's the bottom line. So yeah. this lockout makes absolutely no sense. And, you know, I don't think that they're, they're still talking, I believe, but I don't think that there's any hope that they're going to make a deal today. No, that's not you happening. Know? That's so, definitely not happening. So. so I would wager, I would wager, well, let me ask you this. When do you think, how many, how many episodes of the Gabe and Walt show will pass before they come to an agreement? Well, this is our 10th episode. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, from this point on, from this point on, how many more episodes? Man, the, the way the way things are looking, I, I'd I'd say about five or six, if not more. Five or six episodes. You think it, six weeks, six more weeks? I I I don't think they. I don't think there's an impetus on the owner's side to start this thing over, to start this thing going. You know, and and I think the hubris of their of their actions of of their mindset is that you know what. It doesn't matter if we miss games because you know what? When we start, people are still going to come and pay us, you know, pay the $20 for the hot dog, the $30 for the chicken tenders and stuff. So who cares? If we, they're in their eyes, they're like, you know what? We're willing to lose two bucks to make 10. Yeah, but they're not losing two bucks. 
No, no, no. I, I know. But, a, you know a, a month a month of no games. You got to remember, baseball is played every single day of the month. No, no, I, I, I understand that. But you know what? These guys are, are multi-billionaires. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. a, a lot of the times, these teams that they own is kind of like their little plaything, their little their little pet project and stuff. God, like that. I miss, and, I miss and George Steinbrenner. They treat it as such. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I, I really don't think that there's there's any urgency on the owner's side, to be honest. And they're hoping that the baseball players run out of money and I, I'm hoping that they're thinking that the baseball players are going to kind of rebel against their, well, their union the, the, leaders. Well, the, the, players, stuff, the players, they're still getting their checks. No, I know. But but what I'm saying is that at some point, they're going to want to play. And, and they're, gonna, they're hoping that what's going to happen is that the players are going to outright, you know, go crazy and say, you know what? You got to make a deal. We got to get out there. This is our livelihood. I don't know. And, and think about it this way. For the veteran... You're taking time away from from him, and, and a veteran. When you're at, you're at the end of your career, right? You're looking to win championships. If you're not playing, you're not you're not winning. So yeah, you know. yeah. No, I mean I get it. I I, I don't know. Um, you say six weeks. I'm gonna say no more than two. I think. That's I think that I, th- not I think that you know the deadline's hitting today, and I think that they were playing chicken with each other. Um, and now after the deadline, now now the real conversation is going to start because I think they were just like, well, we're not we're not budging, and the deadline's coming. Well, the deadline's going to be long and past. Now is when the conversation actually starts getting serious. Like, well, now we're actually missing work, and you're actually missing money. How do we how do we fix this? You know, because they I haven't been so. they haven't been missing anything yet. You know, the, it doesn't hurt the pockets until 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 tomorrow. You know. Well. Florida does miss out on spring training, and so does Arizona. You know, so that well, that's that, what I'm saying, though. Like, like they they start missing out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I I hope you're right. I really am because you know what? Um, the longer this goes, the more fans they're going to be bleeding off. So, but mm. you know, it is what it is. Now, NBA. Oh boy, what? I didn't. I didn't watch the last Knicks game. I'm, I'm going to be quite honest. Uh, they lost okay. to. They lost to. Um, they lost to Philly. Who, they did lose to Philly. They lost who, to. Who, who's somebody we want to talk about because we don't want to talk about Harden and how well he has integrated oh, yeah. himself. Yeah, in he's, Philly, he's, right? he's amazing. He like, you know, star performance over there. He's Which clearly shows again thirty points and 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 crazy assist the whole nine. I mean, you know, he fits well. He he's a great player. I don't think anybody could deny that he's a great player. He's just a terrible, terrible teammate because clearly there was nothing stopping him from playing like that here in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, he could have finished out the season, kept playing the way that he's playing. You know, maybe have an actual shot at the championship because it's not like not like the Nets don't have a shot at the championship. You know, with Durant and Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. You know, on the on on the court, Kyrie Irving like soon, which we're gonna talk about a little bit, but very soon gonna be playing all games, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, Harden really just wants the easy way out, and it's funny because I I, I heard an interview, uh, the post game interview actually, I think it was a post game interview, um, where you know I don't remember the question that was being asked, but it was in reference to being a good or bad teammate. And he said that, like, you know, I'm not a bad teammate. I, I, I'm i just making sure that I do what's best for me and my career. 
Well, that's the definition about being exactly. a bad teammate. You know, you're literally saying that like I will put myself first over anyone else, including the team. Now, if you happen to be happy with what you got going on in your career, yeah, you'll probably be a good teammate. But the moment that like you need to be James Harden and look out for James Harden, mm-hmm. basically, if he if I I wish I was that reporter because I would have asked them, okay. Uh, gun to your head, which one you can only choose one, uh, being a good team player or making sure you have your best career. And it's always going to be your best career. And I think yeah. a lot of people would say that there's no question about it, but being a good team player can also be, have, give you a good career or be great for your career or be the best thing for your career. It's just that it goes to show his state of mind that he does not care about the team uh, unless he is happy with everything that's going on in his life. He still yes, shows up late to true. practice. He still, as soon as games are done and there's there, there's time off, he doesn't stay with the team. He flies to some different city to go party, to go to strip club, which is ridiculous to me. He's he, like, I mean, you know, you can party. It's all good. I understand it. Um, but like, it's a habit of his to not have anything to do with the team unless they're on the court. I I I don't know. I mean, Harden Harden is a really really good player, but uh, he sometimes he baffles me. You know, he really does. But you know what's what's fascinating about this? Um, as bad of a quote unquote teammate as he is, right? Yeah. Because I, I come on, we gotta we gotta call it how it is, right? You know. Yeah. When, when you're like you said, when you're focusing, and you know what he says the quiet things out loud. Yes. <laughs> Right. Yes. Because I know there's a lot of players that, like you said, they their their instinct is I've got to do what's right for my career. But you're playing a team game, right? Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is how well in such short a time has he really kind of integrated such himself. Such short a time in, the, in one game. Well, he's played two with them. Yeah, you know? but day day one, game one was good. Yeah, I know, but I, that's what I'm saying. It's it's usually when you when you go to a new team, there's like a a getting a to period, know your period. You know, yeah, you know what I'm saying that hasn't happened with these guys. I mean, you look at Joel Embiid and James Harden; they look like they've been playing for 20 years with each other. Yeah, you know, yeah. Th- there's that. I mean, that goes that, that goes to show that goes to show his actual skill and knowledge of the game. You know. Um, yeah, I just think that like you can do what's best for your career without hurting your teammates, right? Like if you're going to play like crap for no reason, right? When he was here at the tail end of, of, of all the, all the last game they was playing, like he wanted to come here. He wanted to come here. You know what I'm saying? Like in Houston over here in the nets, you can say like, Hey, I want to be traded. Please trade me and still play good. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, that like by playing good, by continuing to play well, will will keep your value high. You know what that's trades. called? You know what I mean? You know what that's called? That's what? called being a professional. Right? That's yes. called being a, pro- a professional. And unfortunately, that is something that's not in his vocabulary. No, unfortunately. But not. I called it, you Nets people. <laughs> You people, I said it the moment that Harden was even being talked about coming to the Nets, I was like, why would you want someone with that kind of toxicity that's also going to leave you hanging? It's like a girl that cheats on you, okay? or, or not that cheats on you, but that, 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 that left her man to be with you. You think that she can't do it to you? No, and not only that, once, once she's with you, she's like, eh, 
you know what? Maybe this wasn't all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Be, you know what I'm saying? Just so. Oh, man. Anyway, they 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 played the Knicks. The Nets played the Knicks. He uh, you know, visited back to New York. Um and it wasn't the most fun time, you know. Not the Nets. No, I'm sorry. Not the, the Philly. Philly played. I'm more referring to him as, um, you know, a net player still. But the Sixers came and played the Knicks. Um, and I think it was actually a winnable game. I do not understand what is going on exactly with the Knicks. Um, it just it, it boggles my mind because. R.J. Barrett, 30, 24 points. Randall, 16 points. Okay, not great on the points, but rebounds. He had 10 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, Evan Fournier, 24 points. Quickly, 21 points. And we had we had some we had a few a few we had a little bit of work from Mitch Robinson, um, and even Cam Reddish and Toppin got in six points each. Mm-hmm. This goes to show me that these are these aren't bad numbers from the players. They're just I don't understand how it is that they're. Now I didn't get to watch the game, but how is it that we're giving away these winnable games? You know, you're putting up good stats. You're being good team players. I see assists all over the place, rebounds all over the place. They're hustling, but they're not defending. They're not stopping. They're not doing anything on that side. And the turnovers are crazy. The turnovers how, how are we really, not fixing really that one thing? Protect the ball. And and, and that was that was that was one thing that was frustrating in the game that I saw. Um, it was turnovers all over the place. And again with the Knicks, and I don't know if this happened with Philly, but um, what is up with these going out to these huge leads and then losing it in the second half? I mean, that's kind of become the staple. Yeah. That's kind of become the staple of the Knicks. Lately. Yeah, you know, you know they, they they're very heavy on the turnovers in the uh, in the second half. I feel like their issue is coming out with that. Uh, I guess that underdog mentality when they're up on points. Mm-hmm. It seems like it seems like they go to the half. They're doing well. They come out and like, yo, we got this in the bag, and they just don't. And, and it, the the game that I saw was the one with the Heat, and it was super frustrating because you saw they had command of the game, and they literally threw the ball game away. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. turnover after turn, silly turnovers too. Yeah. You know, now the good thing is that with the Philadelphia 76ers, um, they were losing the entire game. So at least, hey, kudos to them. They kind of fixed that right away, right? So at least yeah. it's one good thing in, in, in a way. <laughs> So I mean, it, it, it's just super, super frustrating when you're watching a Nick game to see that there is potential there because you know what? You, in the NBA, when you go out to these big leads against good teams, you know, there's got to be something there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, unless, unless what it is is that these teams are coming into Madison Square Garden and completely underestimating the Knicks and figuring, you know what? We don't have to play hard until the fourth quarter. I don't know, man. I don't know. This, 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 thing, yeah, I mean man. that's that's kind of crazy. You know, it's crazy yeah. that like you know that that the expectation is that like even if the Knicks are winning, that they're the expectation is like ah, don't worry, they're gonna give it back to us in the fourth. You know, it's, um, it's crazy to me. Now there is what something do you think else. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What, no, do, no, what do you think about the the Kemba Walker situation? Oh man, I forgot about that too, dude. Like that's kind of weird. It's a very it's so so. What what Walter's referring to is the fact that Kemba Walker and the Knicks 
have agreed to remove him essentially from the roster and sit him out for the rest of the season. Shut um, it down. Shut it down. You know, down. basically shut down Kemba Walker, right? Um, so that he can focus on working on skills that he needs to develop and working on his game. You know, at least that's what's coming out from the Kemba Walker camp and the Knicks, right? But then here's the thing. Okay, you would think that like right behind this is also potential trade rumors. Campbell mm-hmm. Walker says he has no intention of getting traded and does not want to get traded. He does not want to leave New York. So is he really being is he being sat down or is he choosing to sit down so that he can make himself a better Nick? I mean, can, let me ask you this question. Have you ever heard of another player being shut down? So that he could work on his skills uh, during not, not during the, the season during not, the season not in ba- not in basketball in baseball this- in baseball yeah because in baseball we have the triple A if somebody's not doing well they 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 send him down to triple A to work his game he's still a valuable asset to the team still providing That's for the team true. and then they bring him back up when he's ready again you know but in basketball we don't have a triple A we got the G League but that like Kemba Walker's not going to the G League. You know, yeah, they're, no. they're not going to be instituting that. Like, hey, I'm going to send you. Well, actually, no. Uh, no, no, this wouldn't count. I'm thinking of um, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, my God, I'm blanking. I'm so sorry. Uh, I see it. But the, the D League happens when basketball is not playing, right? So it's not like they can send them, send them down there anyway. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and again, you know, I, I don't understand the thinking because it's not like the Knicks are winning anyway. So let him work his issues out on the court with yeah. his teammates so that you can you can get that chemistry going because, you know, I. It yeah, just, but I mean, if it doesn't I work, it doesn't understand work. You know, it. I, but, but here's the thing, though, like, I don't understand why they're not doing this for Randall, to be honest with you. I mean, then again, I do. You know, you can't do you if you if you have to shut someone down, it has to be Kemba over over Randall for sure. Oh yeah, if you if you shut down, uh, Randall, yeah, but but Randall Randall needs to go back to the drawing board too. He needs to stop with these turnovers. This is going to go into the Randall report real quick. The Randall report. Because to be honest with you, the Randall report is he's 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 kind of back to his old ways. And here's the interesting thing, Randall is uh, back to kind of playing this uh, not very productive style of basketball, high turnovers, um, ever since R.J. Barrett came back into the picture. R.J. Barrett comes back, and, and the offense is being led through him again, and he's taking a ball of hype, and then, and then Randall is back to his old ways. You know, it almost seemed like, it goes to show, I feel like, if you, you know, that week before the All Star break where Randall was really doing his thing, you know, on every single level. And I was praising him for, for hustling and bustling and, 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 you know, leading the way, high assists, high rebounds, decent, decent scoring, a lot of hustle. Um, but the only common denominator is that RJ Barrett's out there. So maybe it's just that RJ Barrett and Randall do not work together on the court at the same time. I mean, it's possible. I mean, you look you look at his first game back out of the All Star break, two of fifteen from the field. Oh my! Yeah, God. exactly. That That's what I'm that saying. Is, That's that what I'm saying. Horrible. It's crazy. You know, I I mean, meanwhile, it, I think RJ Barrett had forty four points, forty six, forty six, forty six you know? points, forty six. I I mean, I I just I really don't understand the Knicks at at this point. They are, 
they are the most confusing team that I follow. So anyway, Randall Report from my end, I'm gonna give him a D minus. Um, you know, his stats aren't terrible, but it's terrible to see him. Yeah, they are. They're not that bad. They're not yeah, they that are. bad. They're not that bad. Yeah, they are. He got 16 points. In the, he had a double-double, 16 points, 10 rebounds. That's not bad. Okay. LeBron James gets that kind of scoring every, like, kind of regularly. Okay. And we never chastise him for it. Okay. Yeah, but he's he's probably not shooting four to thir- four four out of thirteen to get those sixteen points. I, I and and I get that. That's why that's why he gets a D minus. Okay, but that's him all the time. <laughs> not all the time. That is we have to him we all have the to time. we have to judge it. We have to judge it based on what like what about when he scores thirty points? Is he still in a, a D? Listen, a, a broken clock is right twice a, twice oh, a day, my right? Goodness. So yeah, but it's still I, right. So when it's I, right, you I call am, it right. When it's wrong, you call it wrong. Right now, I it's am, a D. I am just not a fan of of Julius. Okay, Randall, but you can be an objective Randall. sportscaster and give me a grade. Okay, and I'm giving you an F for him. I just an I F. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, an F. An F is when he scores two points and does nothing. It's cursing at the crowd and all that. He hasn't done. That's he an hasn't F. done anything that warrants um, a positive grade for me in the last week. A double double doesn't doesn't count as positive. If you're throwing up sixteen shots, it doesn't I could double double do that. double you know double. Come on now. I don't know. I I just he is he is a good player on bad teams. You put him on a good team, he's not a good player. Sorry, you know. That's, that's, just, it, it, that's it, it, my it's, feeling it's, on Julius Randle. He is not. He is not your franchise player. No, he no question not, about it. No question about it. But one. like, but we can't compare him to LeBron. We got to judge him based on what he's given us. Well, I, yeah, but I'm not comparing him to LeBron. I'm comparing him to himself, and I I don't think that he's great. All right. So he's if he really if he if he gets a double double and gets an F, then what is he when he scores nothing? He's un- intolerable. Trade him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Walt over here is being very unreasonable with his grading. Uh, I apologize about his lack of I objectivity. Don't, I don't think so. I've I've seen enough of Julius Randle this year to to say he's just not that good. I think last year was I don't an think anomaly. anybody disputes that. Nobody disputes last that. Last year was an anom- anomaly. This is this is the this is the true Julius Randle. You know, nobody's disputing that. So. The, the faster we move on from him, the better the Knicks will be. All right. So then that being said, let's move on from the Knicks to the Nets. <laughs> it's nothing too crazy regarding the Nets. The Nets also suck. Okay. I believe they're standing in eighth place. Um, mm-hmm. You know, which is interesting because the Knicks can still actually make the play-in tournament. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But what's really interesting is the fact that Kyrie – even though the max, the the mask and the vaccine mandate here in New York is about to be lifted on the seventh of March, barring any ridiculous spikes in um in in in, in hospitalizations and stuff, uh, there will be no more mandate for I guess public businesses and so on and so forth and private businesses as well. However, Kyrie will still not be allowed to play. Home games, That's which is crazy. really interesting. Well, the, the the vaccine and the mask mandate don't go away completely. I think there's still certain cases where um, it's still applicable and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, 
Listen, well, here's I, the thing, I, though. Here's the thing, though. I'm, like, in- I, 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 I have, I'm a big proponent for vaccines. I'm a big proponent for keeping everybody safe. But I, I, I hate to say it, the NBA, the way they treat the vaccine and mandates within each arena, doesn't make any sense to me. If it doesn't the make any goal sense. Is if the goal is to keep people safe, why is it that the home player is, um, is you know, he there he's being punished or he's, he's being, being like punished. right, exactly. Yeah. But the away player who's unvaccinated could play. No, I can no 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 in in a way, I mean I think it's a dumb rule, but in a way, okay. You know, you have no jurisdiction on people from out of state, but you have jurisdiction you have jurisdiction over your 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 residents, so to speak. Yeah, so I can so I can understand that. But this one doesn't make sense because Kyrie, after the vaccine mandate is lifted Kyrie can play with the team well he can play with the team now okay mm-hmm. I mean in practice he can practice with the team now um during home games um he's not able to even be a spectator yet but starting on the 7th he, he can, can he can be a spectator so he can be mm-hmm. in the building as a spectator even though he may, he's not vaccinated and he can practice with the team as a spe- as a as an employee you know, so he's not being um, chastised on the public or private side of it, right? Uh, as a spectator, that's the public side of it, not being chastised. Uh, as a player, as an employee, that's the private side, of the private entity side of it. He's also being allowed. It doesn't make any sense. And 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 all of this, while yes, visiting teams can play without vaccines, that makes absolutely no sense that they would like either. Like at this point, it is kind of ridiculous. Obviously, I want everybody to be safe. I want everybody to be vaccinated. I want everybody to be healthy. But at, at a certain point, if you're going to lift the mandate, like why are you, why are you, why are you making it difficult for one player, literally well, for the only one player in the entire city? Well, I, like I said, I I think it goes to how these things are being lifted because. Yes, uh, the vaccine requirements for indoor dining, fitness, and entertainment venues are being lifted, but those vaccine mandates with respect to employment are still in effect. So, you know, I, I think that's where it's you're you're seeing the disconnect, especially with Kyrie Irving, right? And it's funny because, you know, our our, uh, our mayor, Mayor Adams, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like he he definitely isn't a Nets fan because he was on CNBC today talking specifically about this. And, you know, he was like, well, you know what? I'm not going to make an exception for just one player. You know, that's that's just the way it is. The 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 vaccine, the vaccine mandates are in place and he's going to have to follow the rules like everybody else. Now, once those vaccine requirements for employers go away, then that's when Kyrie can can get back into the flow of these things. But like you said, it's funny because he can be in the arena and watch the game, but he can't be in the arena and play the game. And that's yeah. where that's where everything kind of gets crazy. And you know, to, and again, he to, can practice with the team as well. Can he? Yeah, he can practice with the team. Hmm, He's allowed okay. to practice with them. Okay, I I didn't know that part, but I mean. You know, like I said, it it's it's kind of weird the way the NBA has these rules because, again, you know, 
you know, you have away players that can come in and play. And the restriction is not based on the individual. It's based on the venue and the place that you're in, right? Right. And so why is that, you know, uh, permissible? It, it it's, it's a very, very weird and strange rule and stuff. And you know what? My thing is, if you're unvaccinated, you shouldn't be playing, period, right? Yeah. Um, but you have this weird dichotomy between the two where it's like, okay, well, you can play, but you can't. You can, you can make a case that's kind of messed up, you know, but I don't know. Listen, there's seven more games left uh, for, for the Nets at home. So um, we'll see what happens. March 7th, they, they do lift the, the vaccine requirements for people going in. The employers stayed in place for now, but the way things are going, um, that might be lifted pretty soon also because, uh, you know, they're looking at the quote-unquote numbers. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, supposedly the numbers are good, although we still have... Well, know, regardless, the Nets aren't going to have home home court advantage anyway, so... Uh, right they're now gonna, they're they, sitting they, in... Yeah, they're sitting in eighth place right now, so... Um, yeah, so they're not going to be having home court advantage anyway, so you, you can yeah. expect to see the Nets... You can expect to see Kyrie play more of the games in the series since they're going to be on the road a lot. Unless they play the Raptors, because I believe Canada still has that vaccine requirement that nobody unvaccinated could play. If that's mm. the case, you don't see Kyrie for the entire series. So yeah, that's going to be a little. That, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So well, we'll see what happens. You know. All right, so uh, unless there's anything left to discuss, Walt? Uh, nah, man. I mean, football is football. Football is is going through its machinations. Where is Aaron Rodgers going to go? Where is Russell Wilson going to go? But you know what? We'll we'll get into that yeah, when let's we get f- yeah. closer. When we get closer to the draft, you know. I think any we, news comes done. out this week? Any news comes out this week? We'll talk about it in the next episode. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now it's kind of like in that whole what are we doing type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, teams are still trying to figure out where they're going to go, and players are trying to figure out where they're going. Plus, we've talked to plenty about the NFL uh, with that great postseason that they had, so uh, we can take a break for it. Until I just we wish get... we had some baseball to talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, we do have baseball to talk about. It's just not the good kind. Ugh. So. Anyway, all right, well, that's going to do it for us. Once again, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, don't forget to hit the, the like, rate, share, and subscribe buttons, all of them, you know, with all our social media platforms that you can find us in. And, um, you know, thank you guys so much. It was awesome. It's always yeah, yeah. It's always fun to spend some time with, uh, with my main man, Walt. Booyah. Anyways, peace out. Later, people.